Alright, what we're gonna do is go back. Way back. Well, kinda. We'll start with Booksum and Mog. Together they had nine children. Six girls, followed by three boys. They named their youngest daughter Maggie. She married Frey. They had two sons and one daughter. I am the oldest of them. I'm Kendrick. The middle boy they named Herbie. Well, his name is Aubrey, but we'll get into that later. He married Deborah, and they had three girls. I am the oldest of them. I'm Tawana. The first girl and oldest of Bugsum and Mog's children was named Blossom. She married a man named Eugene. Well, we call him Dean. And they had nine kids between them, seven boys, and two girls. The oldest girl was named Myra, and she married David, and they had three kids, two boys, and the oldest was a girl, and that's me, Simone. Of Blossom and Jean's kids, the tallest of the boys was Jerome. He married Juanita, and they had two sons, the oldest of which was actually the first grandchild that the two would share, and that's me, Will, but they called me Jean. So, y'all catch all that? Anyway. Hey, cousin! So, just wanted to say hey, y'all. Um, but today, since uh, Miss Morning taught it for the party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Just let her go ahead and take over. I ain't got nothing else to say. Goodbye. What's up, cousin? So we are going to pick up where we left off on the last episode. I believe we were supposed to be talking about sex, baby, and talking about you and me and talking about the... Okay, stop. Okay, guys. All right. Wow. Wow. Very embarrassing. Oh, so, um... <laughs> wow. Um... Anybody want to go first? It's a good segue, Simone. That's, that's definitely a good segue because... Growing up in the Christian, used to go to church like a few times a week and on Sundays, and sex was never. I don't think they even talked about sex in church. No, no. Only thing I heard was they they used to say in the marriage bed, the marriage bed is undefiled. That's the only thing I heard regarding sex in the church. Meaning, and how I how I translated that was that the married people is nasty and they do it all. <laughs> I just. I can't see it. I can't see it. But I will say that um, they would have like, uh, what do you call it? like marriage conferences at the church sometimes? And Lord, I don't know why they dragged us there. Like this is the worst. <laughs> it was me. Like, I don't. Why, know. why are kids at the marriage conference? Right. So, Engaging in, in relations. All I can think about is Donnie McClurkin playing the back. Like, come on, not. <laughs> but wait hold on no hold, hold on hold on but there was a time period like the 90s when that gospel music used to hit like i could see some <laughs> oh, of that playing in some of the moments like them bbcc wine is lost without you okay okay i'm gonna give you my mom was so afraid to talk about sex with me and my sisters. Like y'all remember the permission slips that used to come home where if you could participate in the health reproductive class, she wouldn't even let, she, <laughs> do y'all remember that? Was I the only person that couldn't No, we got food, like. Was I the only oh. person that couldn't participate? Mom, I'm the only 
So let me ask you this. So because she didn't let the teachers teach you, did she still at some point have the conversation with you? Right. I, do, I have a very foggy memory because of some past habits that I had created, but Get the- I, remember, <laughs> I remember that. I don't, I don't remember like a birds and bees. Like I remember you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. I remember um, you better not do that. You're supposed to save that for marriage. I remember watching TV and soon as somebody kissed, I was just praying my mama didn't send us to our room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I would just look straight. Just... Real still. Wait, well, I don't want to act like you're not as interested in it. Hey, you know what? That's that's actually pretty common because I mean I think I felt the same way. Like you watch one of those like a grown-up movies and like the sex scene comes on, you and that girl like <laughs> you just look at you. You hope your mama don't look at you. Because you know your mom would be looking at the corner of your eye to see what's going on. Exactly. Look straight. Yeah, that's my time for that. There's a statue. There's a statue watching that sex scene. That's it. You don't even want to blink. Going to the bathroom. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I'm going to the bathroom at that point. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. But if we were made to be affectionate and sensual, if we were made to like have that as a release. Like, why? How did it get so convoluted with it being such an icky, nasty, yucky thing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, today I was excited to talk about it because we never get to freely talk about what it means, what it should Mm -hmm. mean, um, some of the bad things, like, like people's perspective on what a hoe is, what a, what a, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's your idea Mm -hmm. of sex? Like, you know, you were, we were afraid to have those conversations. I mean, we couldn't even, like, look how we, Y'all, I couldn't even go to the class to teach me about it. So everything that I learned, you know what I'm saying? I learned from sneaking and researching, you know, and experimenting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So talk a little I, bit about that. I think you're probably kind of more up to kind of experiment with those kind of things earlier because it's like such a veil around it. You're like, okay, well. Yeah. It's got to be something good. If, if everybody's trying to kind of hold back and it's definitely natural, you know, as you get older, probably like around 13 to about 15 as for boys, start feeling those feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what's going on here? Thumbs and, up, literally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then it's like, what do you do with this? And then you have your friends and, and you're all trying to figure it out together. Everybody, everybody mm-hmm. okay, well, what have you heard? You know, mm-hmm. you I know for guys, we got like the, the magazines and, and, the, and the videos and stuff like that. You just pass around. I was just going to say, like, it's uh, it's so unspoken of in the household. By the time my mom, like, tried to talk to me about sex, she was like, did your father have a conversation with you about about sex yet? And I said, no, not really. And she said, well, let's have it now. I was already having sex. I was already, like, all up in the thing by then. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, mom, yeah, I did it already. And she's like, what? And then, like, listen, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. Y'all don't even oh. want to know when she actually, it was at Kendrick's wedding. <laughs> Kendrick, when I tell you the first time that my mom found out that I, like, drank anything, I think y'all had champagne at the reception. Uh-huh. And, like, I had a, a little champagne because I think by then I was, like, I was, like, 21 or whatever. 
And then she was like, you be drinking? And I said, yeah, ma. And she said, you drink vodka? And I said, all right, well, I'm done with this. Why she got to sound like that? Why she got to, why, why Juanita got to sound like that? Listen, y'all met her. Y'all know her. Hey, that's too funny. But, but that's the thing. Like, these parents are always like, even for what they think they about to do, they always a little bit late to the party. And yeah. that kind of leads yeah. to the question, a lot of us, are, well, all of us on the call are either, uh, uh, we're either parents or we have like young children in our lives. We're uncles, we're aunts, we're, we're big cousins, all of those things. What do you guys feel like is an appropriate age to start talking to a child about sex? I always used to say, um, when they start talking, you start talking. That used to always be my thing to say. And some people would be like, oh, that's too early because they start talking really young. But, you know, it just kind of depends on the child, too. You know, you have to kind of go with their But at the same time, you also don't want it to be too late because a lot of a lot of sexual experiences happen, like, when you're really young. You know what I'm saying? Mm. At least for, for me. My like it was it was more like of a like a weird type of low key molestation type thing. But mm. had I had had my parents had a conversation with me before that even happened, I would have known like okay, this is not right. This person is not supposed to be touching me here. We are not yeah. supposed to be. It. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm really big on when they start talking, you start talking. You know this yeah. is, and then you have to kind of say it. You know, say it in a kitty way because it's like. They may not really understand what you're saying, but you will let them know, like, okay, nobody but but mommy and daddy is supposed to touch you here. You know, like, you break it down for the kids. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I'm really big on that. Like, it's it. There is no age on that. You know, it just really depends on what you see, and how. Like, what people with children is, I can only imagine like what y'all going through. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of heavy. Yeah, especially <laughs> now in the information age, because all of I'm sure all your kids got a phone. Junior, I'm sure your son's got a phone already. Oh, he does. He already <laughs> you know does have a phone. Like, he got a so, phone with his login and everything, for sure. So, it's a supercomputer. So, you have to, there's no waiting at this point. No. When they can talk, they always, because uh, Caden was oh. actually going into my phone, getting his folders and my iPhone, and he was like two. You know what wow. I'm saying? So, I mean, I might a little too young but when they're starting to you know actually talk and then try to understand the world you need to yeah. be able to kind of have a conversation and you want your kids to be comfortable to have the conversation i don't think right. i was i don't think i was even comfortable to bring it up you know i was like hey yeah uh, <laughs> see you know me what? i would have been like well, how does it feel? Oh, God. <laughs> that was yeah, the curiosity in my mind. I just want to know how sex feels. But um, kind of getting off the joke, because, you know, I love me a good joke, y'all. But, um, Simone, you really, really brought up a great point. I mean, you went deep with just learning, just to talk about it, not being afraid, because there's a lot of things that happen behind closed doors that we don't know about that may not would have happened had we had the talk at like five years old and instilled it and drilled them. Nobody don't touch you right here. Nobody don't touch you back there. Nobody, that's what I tell my sons, my two mm -hmm. sons, y'all, I'm so nervous, like because of all the evilness and the energy of like, yeah. like sex is a big deal. Like you, if, yeah. if you, if you go on your phone right now, put pornhub.com. You can sit there and browse and categorize and figure out. Come on, uh, Auntie, look at Auntie, y'all. Look at Auntie. 
But <laughs> yeah, but and it's right there at your fingertips. So if it's yeah. at my fingertips, and it's definitely at my 14 year old, soon to be 15 year old son's fingertips. So we yeah. have the conversation, and not only do I tell him, you know, we talk about sex, but we talk about the we talk about the good and we talk about the bad. Yeah, and I think it's important for like I don't want my kids to be like how I was stiff as a statue watching people kiss with my mom. I don't want my kids to ever feel like they can't come and talk to me because if something happens to them, I don't want them to feel like oh I can't tell my mom she's gonna trip she's gonna go you know I want it yeah. to be a communication. So I think this taboo thing of oh sex is eh. like them. I don't I don't know what rock our our family members were hiding under but we we had to get it out the mud y'all we had to start yeah. from now we here you know and unfortunately we there was a lot of bumps in the roads for us because we were so disciplined to do the right thing and sex uh -uh, not me i gotta show y'all that momo video not me <laughs> momo don't kill the kids <laughs> but we really we really need to we really need like this is this is important like we're in the information age and we need to talk about sex more than ever so people can feel comfortable i mean it's so at everybody's disposal at the freaky level like people have mm -hmm. orgies people like there are people that have sex with um costumes on and just it's it's crazy out here so if your yeah. child is not equipped to deal with this crazy exactly. what do you think will happen what you yeah. think will happen your daughter gonna get ran through if she comes to atlanta that's what's yeah. gonna happen yeah. they're gonna be in them script yeah. clubs baby and them spirits and stuff that stuff is real that stuff gonna jump yes. on you and you will be doing stuff you ain't got no business <laughs> doing <laughs> that's Hold another thing i tight. wanted to talk about <laughs> A lot of people, a lot of us uh, uh, have the conversation about sex and stuff like that, but they also don't even talk about the spiritual side of sex. Sex is mm -hmm. supposed to be spiritual, you know what I'm saying? Of course, sex is for, for uh, rec I'm looking about to say recreational purposes. <laughs> I meant to say well. appropriation. So, of course, we use it for that, but I mean, soul size is real. Like, that's honestly yeah. right now, like, un like, not even on purpose celibate because man bitch is nasty man like like motherfuckers don't they don't wash they be fucking people and don't fucking get themselves checked letting people nut up in them they don't know who 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 they sliding up in they don't know who they letting slide up in them they don't know who they've been fucking raw and stuff like yo like people is really sick you know what i'm saying and then the sex talk was totally different for me because i don't like niggas so mm -hmm. who was i making talk with you know what i'm saying even having this yeah. first of all having talk with me at that point was late as fuck I, like i said the molestation bullshit had already happened so i had already yeah. been like okay so i don't know what's up with that but yeah i think uh, but i had but you know what's so crazy like i had this this girl that was supposed to be like my best friend but like we would play house and shit now i had liked that shit i did uh -uh. but i didn't know i still didn't know what was going on you know what i'm saying i didn't know it like okay this is a boy this is a girl normally boys and girls be together but sometimes girls and girls be, you know i never that mm -hmm. there was no conversation about that you know Any what i'm saying it. i like um i think probably like in high school I, what, what grade was i in i can't remember what grade i was in but i think the only thing i had was you you're not supposed to have boyfriends and that's it and i'm like all right bet, cool free reign 
I'll give me a girlfriend then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say the sex talk was something that wasn't really like here like you know and I don't know if that that was because of the church thing or if they were scared but my thing is is like parents please talk to your children because you yeah. they first friend they protected you got to be the one to do that because if they learn from somebody else they might be learning the wrong thing and again understand that sex can be spiritual soul ties is a real thing you can't just be out here just fucking any and everybody you know yeah what i what i pulled from um both of what you simone and what you tawana were saying was that one of the biggest things is you have to give your child the tools to be able to use their own voice because especially the way that we grow up is we were grown, well, we were raised to be obedient to authority figures, like like just on the, the blanket, you know what I'm saying? Like obedience is better than sacrifice. That's the scripture that's been like drilled into our heads. And if you got an adult who don't necessarily have the best motives that come around your kid, there's a whole type of confusion there wherein it's like your kid don't know what's going on, but your kid knows that they have to, uh, obey what adults say you know what i'm saying and if you don't give your child the confidence to be able to speak up and say what is right and what isn't right and give them like the tools really like if they don't know that this is an off-limits area for anybody i don't care who it is unless you allow them to you know what i'm saying then they could be getting taken advantage of left and right and i'm like as even growing up like there's a lot of there are predators that live in the church house you know what i'm saying like i have peers that unfortunately like there would always be this one there was this one adult right that would come around and like try to give us money to use during offering time and whatnot and i would take the dollar here and there you know what i'm saying but that was it i knew enough to where i didn't trust a lot of people i was obedient when it came to like adults but i know that i would keep my distance because that's just how i was i was more so like disassociated as a child you know what i'm saying but come to find out later on, that same adult was dealing with some of the other kids in the church. You know what I'm saying? And it's probably only because they felt like they had to. You know what I'm saying? Like they felt like they were obligated because this was an adult figure or a figure that was older than them that wanted something from them. And they just have to feel like, okay, I'll do this. You know, and there that is a huge part of the sex conversation that I feel like is necessary just because we are in the information age. Like things are so readily available. Like you could slip and fall into a chat room with somebody who don't mean your kid no good. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things that I would like to offer, like even with us having this conversation, maybe once your kid can, can spell the words that they hear, maybe that's the time to have the conversation. Cause if, you say boob to my kid and my kid can figure out how to write boob, they might be typing boob into the Google search and seeing a whole bunch of boobs on the Google search. You know what I'm saying? So if they're not equipped with how to uh, maneuver that or, or, you know, learning the boundaries and the thresholds of all of those things, it could be a recipe for disaster. I wanted to add my doc, my kid's pediatrician. So I'm so pro-black y'all. So everything I do, I try to make sure, <clears throat> excuse me, I support the black small businesses, the black pediatricians, the black gynecologists, the black whatever, because that's how we keep our, you know, that's group economics. That's a part of group economics. And that's important to me. So the lady that is my pediatrician, 
Uh, fortunately for me, she went to MUSC and now she has two practices here in Atlanta. So my sons have been going to her since forever. So I think to have the doctor reiterate every single time she um, goes to, like my kids go to the doctor for their checkup. I was thinking about a joke, but I'll tell it in a minute. But every single time my kids go to the doctor, she has to pull their underwear down and she checks, she checks them and she says, nobody is supposed to touch you here. Nobody has anybody. She says it in front of me. So it's like a reinforcement. Now, when she got to that 15 year old one and pulled that drawers down, oh, hold up. I said, <laughs> I had to tell that joke. It was funny because I was sitting right in there and it's my son. He grew on me for 10 months. So it's like, whatever, boy, get out of here. Boy, stop touching that thing. Get out of here. I talk to my kids. <laughs> why, your, why is your hand always in your pants? Take your hand out your pants. Go wash your hands. That's the conversation. <laughs> I raise my kids like they're going to be men one day because they're going to be men one day. They ain't going to be on no charm forever. They're going to go through all them ages. And when they get 21, they're going to be like, my mom is crazy, y'all. Please just be well, okay? Listen, right. and, and one thing, Tawana, too, even what you just said, in the eyes of some people, they're men today already, especially at 15 year old, you know what I'm saying? Like we see what's going on with the social unrest and the police officers and this, that, the other. Like I just watched that movie uh, or Two that distant show. Two distant lovers. Two distant lovers. I didn't see that one. I saw them though. See, I've been hearing about Two Distant Lovers. We got to watch that tonight too. So like on them, um, the daughter uh, was like 13 years old. And then um, one of the characters, cause it's, it's definitely based in like the 1950s or whatever. And there's a whole lot of racism and stuff like that. One of those white characters, white adult men said to the, the girl, he's like, how old are you? And then she's like 13. She's like, yeah, that's woman enough. And like, just to know that as far as our race go, they have always viewed our children as more mature because of our stature at these younger ages. You know what I'm saying? Like women developing sooner than, you know, some of the, the white counterparts and the same thing with men's. Like we have muscle tone and definition from birth. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's in our DNA. So like literally they already viewing your kids as men to the point where you might have a, a crazy person out there trying to do whatever. And I, I think that's commendable that you speak to them as men because that's, that's where their mindset should be because it's other people's mindsets who got them already in that, that state. Did you start doing that based off of what you didn't receive or was that just something you always knew you were going to? So everything from my name, my mama. My, so my mama gave my two sisters the best white names ever, Tamara and Tara. Tara has gotten so many great jobs because of her name. They think she's a white girl um, before she even walks in the door. And then when she walks in the door, she, she seals the deal. So for me, naming my kids Chase and Chad, that was intentional. Um, when it came to me raising sons, I prayed for two sons. I prayed to be a boy mom. I can't do girls. I can't do somebody like me now. Uh-uh, we can't. First of all, I don't like to do no hair. Y'all literally don't know that God blessed me with good hair because he knew I don't like to do no hair. And it just, it just happened just to don't fall out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for good dreams. But I intentionally have conversations with them like, Y'all know y'all ain't about to be 12 and 15 for the rest of y'all life, right? Y'all know y'all mama about to move to St. Lucia in five years. So y'all need to be men because I know y'all not finna move with me. Y'all can come and visit, but 
Y'all need to be able to be on your own. And Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, um, KFC, Popeye's, none of that's going to cut it. My oldest son has a girlfriend and I have a conversation with him. If you have a baby right now, like when I used to pay my bills, I used to show them what was in my account. And when I paid my rent, I said, y'all see how that subtract? <laughs> this when we got left, y'all. And when we used to pay the rent, they used to be like, yes, mom paid the rent. <laughs> we got somewhere to live for another 30 days. Like, you need to be aware of this because this is going to be your life. Absolutely. Yes. My job is to get them independent of me so they can be dependent on the most high. That's my only job. So I, 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 take, I take that job. I champion that cause of being a mom. So yeah, I talk to them like they're gonna be grown-ups because I didn't get that. Yeah, so, I have yeah. I have that same relationship with um Caden. It's like our job as parents is to prepare our kids for the life that's really out there, not one that you know you're trying to protect them from. Because again, when it comes to our community, we're already advanced when it comes down to just being in the world. So the more you know about what to expect, the better you are. So Mike. My son can talk to me about anything, you know, so we can have this conversation. So I'd rather you hear from me first, no matter what it is, than one of them little turn who don't know nothing <laughs> and heard something or saw something online that kind of gave you another, you know, a wrong, a wrong image of how things should be. So. Kendrick, I wanted to add too, when you tell your kids, like I tell my kids, you grew on me for 10 months. What's going on? I know something up. What's up? When you say stuff like that, like you got to find sound bites where when your kids get older, when you talk to them so they can let the defense down. Like, okay, I did. I, I, she did have me. Like I tell them, I pushed y'all through my leg. Y'all know I pushed y'all out through my legs. Ain't no C-section. I pushed y'all out. Like, so y'all grew inside me for 10 months. So I know, I know how y'all heartbeat. Like that's the conversations I have with them because I want them to know like, I want them to feel that closeness with me. And if your child feels distant, if your child feels like they can't talk to you, talking about sex is going to be like ancient. It's going to be myriad. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hassle. Um, so I make it a business. I make it a point to have open dialogue with my kids. I do. I let them watch like boys in the hood. I let them watch all the movies. I'd be like, y'all need to come on and watch these African-American movies that kind of shaped our culture and gave us insight on city stuff that, like my boys live in the city, they in Atlanta. So they need, like, I literally, we'll get on the train and I'll be like, okay, y'all, this is this stop. This is like, I'm preparing them to be on their own. I ain't trying to protect them from nothing because they're always protected and they're always safe, right? Affirmations, affirmations every morning. So look, if you scared, that ain't my problem. Cause guess what? Mama got, mama got to live her life. That's how I act. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like you do have to definitely advocate for your kids to where they're ready when it's time to go. I think a lot of the things that we've seen in, in our development is like, there is no preparation. And then you turn 18 years old in one day and it's like, well, all right, go on now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh. and because we've seen that and because we see how traumatic that can actually be, it's time for us as a people to start prepping them much, much earlier. And I think that's that's a plus, you know? And what I wanna do, uh, if there's nobody else that wants to chime in on this particular part, if we 
each feel so comfortable, I want you guys to think back to your first time, right? And A, did you feel prepared for it? B, had you already had the talk about it? You don't have to get too deep. You can get as deep as you feel comfortable with, but had you, did you feel prepared for it? Or was it just like, oh, 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 here it go. And had you already spoken with your parent about what that's supposed to be like? I'll jump on in there. But um, I think I was probably about 14 or 15. And I was not prepared. I did not know what I was doing. Didn't, I don't think I ever had the talk like I was saying earlier. You, you kind of you heard like the byproducts. You don't bring no kids here and stuff like that. But as far right. as how that would actually occur, <laughs> You kind of, I kind of learned that in the, in the streets. So that's why I'm like, as a parent now, I'm like very big on having this open communication. I don't, I don't own my, my child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not the boss of you to a certain extent. You got to live your life, but I'm here to kind of guide you. So if I'm trying to hold something back from you, I'm not properly guiding you. You know, if I know there's some pitfalls that you might come up on, and just to kind of keep you in a child's place, I don't tell you that, especially now with our technology being so advanced. These kids probably know more than we know on a lot of subjects. You know what I'm saying? So we need to be learning with them or at least being a couple of steps ahead. Of them. As far as I go, I, um, I, I was later to the game, y'all. Like I, there was things that I was discovering on my own earlier than not, but as far as like me being able to actually like go and and do some stuff the way that my lifestyle was set up because i was responsible for my brother at a very young age so i had a lot of responsibility placed on me that didn't leave a lot of leeway for like oh i'm gonna go experiment with this girl up the street like go i'm gonna go to this party and like some stuff gonna happen here i didn't have that childhood experience really so it was like hey as soon as school is over you bring your butt home you got to watch your brother as soon as you get off the bus and then you watch him till we get home. So that was my lifestyle. So like, I remember there being one incident where it almost happened, but the girl that I was dating at the time, like she was just so anxious and so nervous that my mom was coming home at any second. So that didn't, that didn't go down. But when it actually happened, I was, um, I was in college already. I was a freshman in college and there, it, there's a whole story. And, but, but, but by the time I got to that point, I told my girlfriend at the time that I was like, hey, I'm a virgin, I ain't never done this before. And then at the end of it, she was like, I don't believe you. And it's only because I had done so much research on my own that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna know how to do this, 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 that, and this, the other, you know what I'm saying? So I was prepared, yes, but had I had to talk, absolutely not. Y'all heard it earlier. My mom ain't talked to me about that stuff till after it had already been done. And then we had done it this place, that place, the other place. In the in the God knows where, whatever. I actually actually, not for nothing. I will drop a, a small tidbit. I lost my virginity in a public place. Good night. Your ass on here. <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to damn. I'm trying to think. When, Tawani, you go because I I still need to think. Girl, what the hell? <laughs> Well, for me, my dad was the person, like my daddy, y'all know Herbert Gibbs. And he didn't have any sons, so he had to raise us as his sons. Like we were sitting at the table 
and don't let me miss and burp real loud. He'd be like, ain't, ain't no nigga finna date you doing all that. Like he gave it to us real. And even though he didn't have the sex talk, he gave us preventions. Like you can't be a girl having sex early. You know what I'm saying? So you know, okay, I gotta hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a girl having sex with the same people in the same crew. They're gonna talk. Men talk. They talk, especially in the barbershop. He was sure to tell us that at dinner. My mama made sure we we gathered around. So he gave us what he could as far as like, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all and then y'all do what y'all want, but I'm giving y'all this game from old ass G. They call my daddy Smokey G, boo. He gave it to us just like that. So for me, my first time, I so I've always been the commitment girl, like always got a little boyfriend, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, when I did experiment with my boyfriend, um, I was about 16 or 17. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say it, it happened. Um, but I was, we was, we was together. So they say, you know, you got you with your boyfriend, you know, it don't count. You know, you can't really say nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really say nothing about that. But I mean, for me, I didn't get the talk. I didn't get the, oh, you know, this is what happens. And this is, this is that or whatever. I didn't get that talk until I was in high school and I could take a sex ed class. Um, my mom did not know. Um, and I was very ashamed of losing my virginity and couldn't talk to her about it because she was just not the person that I could talk to about it. So when it was time for me to turn 16 and get my pap smear, I was happy and relieved because then I could ask for a birth control. So um, that's kind of like how it went for me. I mean, I've been very, um, I'm, I, I feel like I've been kind of selective with, you know, like I don't date, like, first of all, let's talk about, let's really talk about sex. Everybody that comes into your life, you're not supposed to have sex with. I mean, that's just like, you shouldn't be just like, oh, out of obligation, I'm dating him. So I should have sex with him. Like, that's what holds thing. Um, uh, in Soul Ties, as Simone stated earlier, is real. Like, like some girls actually think, well, I'm dating him. He did take me to get a $60 lunch. Boo, you need to come take my culture class because $70 ain't enough. $70 ain't enough. You shouldn't be trading your soul. You shouldn't be intimate. See, what people don't realize is that women, our, our intimacy is felt within. You know what I'm saying? Because of how we're made. A man, his hangs out. So it's like he's always on a hunt. He always like, shit, I got to get this off me. You know what I'm saying? And as a woman, it's a little bit different. I mean, it's the truth. All right, hold, hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Don't play. But I mean, if you you got like let's let's take it back to nature. Like men are, we are the hunters and and yeah, we the hunt. So there's more women in the world than men, right? True. So. But you can't be so fine with everybody, Kendrick. You no, no, absolutely. I'm not you saying can't that. Be because that that inward, like as a woman, like I, I just want to say this, and I'm gonna let you finish your thought. A man when he when he, um, I guess, um, like a man enters into a woman. So when you come in, like, and I don't mean come. I mean like when <laughs> a man enters inside of a woman, when he comes inside of her, mm -hmm. automatically in that moment, it's like you're one. 
You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had sex with somebody and just out of the blue, you just start thinking about them because they might be thinking about you? I mean, I don't want to take it to that level, but that's how soul ties work. Well, like, yeah, I mean, it's an energy transfer. Exactly. Exactly. So you can't give everybody access to you like that. Even if you're in a lesbian or whatever relationship, like you can't exchange that type of energy with every single person that you meet. This is a huge world. And I agree. With when, you, when, when you think about that, you, you have to, you have to be, you have to have your spirit on a budget and your, your, your budget has to include the people that you love, the man or woman that loves you. And everything else comes second to that. You can't just be allowing people to have access to you like that. You can't. I don't care if, like, the roles have changed so much in the women. Like, women are so independent. It's like they're, these male alpha women are walking around, having sex, cutting these men down. Girl, let me tell you about him. They come straight to the group chat. Girl, he's nothing in bed. He, you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 becoming like a just a hobby, just something to do, and that's not how sex is. That, that's not what sex was designed for. Now, I yeah. I agree with that, and I will say though, in my personal experience, I don't know. You guys can chime in too. I do feel though, however, that when it was protected sex, there was a less extreme bond with that person. You know what I'm saying? Like once once it got raw, it got raw. You know what I'm saying? But when it was protected, it was like, I feel like there wasn't that much of a tie or that deep of a tie. So that's that's just another thing that like, as we have this conversation, I'm wondering if that is, you know, cause it's still, it's a barrier. I mean, granted it ain't that thick of a barrier but it's it's a barrier nonetheless between these two these two souls merging together. And I feel like some of them protected ones, I, I can see you on the street and not say nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, some, but some of them other ones, all right now, you know? But I think that's why it's also important to really hearken protection when you do do those things. Because sometimes, I think sometimes people get in their head about wanting to make sure that it's the right situation, the perfect situation, that they get so hell bent on that, that they don't let themselves be free and explore and discover and learn, right? But I do think that you really do need to hearken that protected sex, because that unprotected sex is a different type of beast. Because once That's you have it the one time, you're going to always want to do it. <laughs> let me tell you, it'd it be like, it'd it be bad because yeah. it's, it's to the point where you having flashbacks, this person constantly popping up in your dream. No, I lie to you not. Like this person I was, I dealt with probably like two years ago, popped up in my dream again last night, twice last week. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't even talk to you. I don't fuck with you, you at all. Why are you, here? Why are you still here in my mind and my thoughts? When I say that soul tie shit is real, that soul tie shit is real. That's why it's like, I'm not really fucking with a whole lot of people just because I know that and I'm cognizant of that. And it's like, it, 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 I'm sorry, this is so crazy because my sex life is totally different from all of y'all's, but that shit is raw. It is raw. It is. I mean, unless you, let me get a little deep, not unless you're using your little plastic dick or something like that, but even then, it's still like a little thing thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, You better use that dental dam they gave us first week of college. Say, say that again? I said, you better use that dental dam they gave us first week of college. 
Goodbye. Even 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 with that, like even with you know, with us using our toys and our little straps and shit. I, I be using condoms on my shit too, because like bitches is nasty. That's the real thing. It's not only about just you know it being spiritual too. Motherfuckers really is nasty. I've, I'm telling you, I've had it where. <laughs> hold on, hold on, go, hold on. Go ahead. Now. You put a condom. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I know I could buy me another strap, but them shit is expensive, bitch. Them shit is like eighty dollars. All right. So I'm not about to put my thing. And I'm let, think about all right. Let's 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 plan this out. I go into the club. I see this fine little thing. Hey, let me haul at you. I'm gonna slide up in that thing or whatever. Uh uh uh. You I already have it on. Wait, you already have it on. First of all, I don't do stuff like that. I'm I'm a girl. Okay, oh. I don't. I'm traveling there, but there are some. <laughs> I know people who travel with it on. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> and I'm like that. I mean, that's a little too much. That shit is hot. It's it it can get uncomfortable. I'm that type of bitch. I'm. It's it's really not that serious. I'll. I'm sorry. We are gonna have to take like five minutes. Let me put the strap on. Like, let me get. Let me get all the way right. All right. You gotta. You ain't got no. Okay. Don't worry. I got me a condom and I put condoms on my shit because bitches is nasty. I'm telling you that shit is real because I've had it happen where I strapped this girl and her pussy was smelling like fish, and I couldn't have that. Like, imagine you. I spent eighty dollars on this dick and you got this dick smelling like fish. We're not doing this. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. So yes, I have to put condoms on my shit because bitches don't, they will, let, they will let niggas fuck and not up in them. I'm not about to put no not up in pussy juice all on my eat it all the day. I, <laughs> Simone, you make me sick. Shut up. I'm serious. I'm serious because also think about the guys, real guys, like what they real meat. They can't just take this shit off. All they can do is just like wipe the bitch off. See, I, I can't buy another thing for like dollars, eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars, my nigga. Like, y'all get, y'all get, y'all get y'all free. All right, y'all, y'all did with y'all. I have to buy mine. I'm serious. Listen. Honestly, Simone, I commend you because honestly, a lot of us niggas out here need to be thinking along that same wavelength. Like, hey, I'm my shit is expensive, and I can't get another one. I ain't gonna get it. I love, I, exactly. I love that. That's that's. I couldn't get it out because I kept laughing at this crazy girl who is right here. Kendrick's right here. Judy, you're right there for me. So this girl right here is crazy, y'all. But I mean. For the most part, that raw dogging stuff, like we, you, you, you can't be do, you can't be raw dogging folks. Nah, you can't, can't be raw dogging folks because don't do it. We consider read some literature. <laughs> let's talk about sex. It's not just yeah. about babies anymore. It's not even about HIV. There are other things that's out there, and HIV is HIV. And unfortunately, in the heterosexual community, there are a lot of men that mess with gay men that straight women don't know about. So you cannot play Russian roulette with your life. Right, I mean, Russian. I know I know some people, you know, nympho. I don't know anything about being a nympho because I'm one of those girls. I can go a very long time and be celibate. And then if I deal with somebody, then we rock into the, you know what I'm saying? But some girls, they be like, girl, I got, girl, this thing bumping. I'm hot. I got to get me some. Let me, you know what I'm saying? I'm calling somebody to get me some. And if it's somebody that they've dealt with in the past, 
<clears throat> they may not wear rubber. You know what I'm saying? They they quick to like I am telling you, you have to be and 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 for for heterosexual women, they have this idea that if a man, I'm telling y'all, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all the real. A heterosexual girl that's not a hoe, but she's dealing with somebody and maybe dealing with each other, and she feels like she known for however long they've been talking. A lot of heterosexual girls think that when they have raw sex with a man, they think that it's special. They think that it is like, oh my God, he did not put a condom on. Girl, he he must love me. Like they really so y'all, y'all please. Yeah, he, he, he must be crazy. Because not yeah. only not only the packaging is valuable, <laughs> what comes out of that packaging <laughs> could have even you, more so have you fucked up for life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, so you 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 really playing with your life. And and not for nothing, I mean, I had like I've had experiences in my life, and there was one one random girl that I ended up messing with. She was I went over to my homegirls. Um, like sweet apartment when I was in college and we were working on a project together and her roommate came over in her little, you know, like I'm going to bed outfit, whatever. And, um, you know, she took a liking to me. And so I was like, hey, okay, whatever, let's do the time. And so granted, we were always protected though because I didn't play that. Like for whatever reason, my parents drilled enough into me that there did need to be a condom involved, number one. And at this point, I'm in college. I'm I'm doing something with my life. I'm trying to go places in my life, and I understand how easy it is to have a baby by accident. You know what I'm saying? And so I know that that's also not what I want. And honestly, I can't even necessarily say that I was protected more so for the sake of uh, not catching anything, but more so the fact that I wasn't trying to be a father at that age was really what was driving me to make sure that I was protected through these experiences. So long story short, we dealing for a little bit. Don't you know this? I'm sorry to say it, y'all, but she she a bitch and she always gonna be a bitch to me. This bitch called me up and said like, I went to the doctor and they told me that I'm pregnant. And I said, no the fuck you not. Cause first of all, I never finished even within the condom. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know what you thought you experienced, but you ain't experienced that for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. You got your, <laughs> some <all> stupid. <laughs> okay, but that's the thing. You have to know exactly what you're doing and how you are doing it, how you are coming into the situation so that the wool can't be pulled over your eyes, y'all. I was, I think I was a junior in college, like doing well. Like I'm talking about on schedule to graduate summa cum laude, like, ready for the world type situation and then here comes this girl from who Howard figured, University from, from Howard, Howard University, University. Uh-huh. HU you know what I'm saying like and here comes this girl who I guess liked me enough to where maybe in my my rationale I feel like her rationale was like all right I'm gonna say this thing and then he gonna believe it and then maybe he'll get a little more reckless because it's like it's already on the way now and then we can finally make real what I'm trying to make real and I knew from the jump, as soon as she told me that that wasn't the case, right? So I, I played along with it. I had her come over, like I bought a pregnancy test. I had like a big sister at the time who, who schooled me on what to do and um, pulled out the pregnancy test. She went into an uproar. She was like, what are you thinking? Like, I mean, you don't believe me? Like a whole bunch of lies, right? She got caught in her lies. And this is the last time that I saw her ask. So either A, 
definitely her ass wasn't pregnant, or B, I got like a 15-year-old running around here somewhere that might look like me. But hopefully that ain't the case. But like I said, I came to the situation knowing what I brought to the party because I made sure every time to be strapped up and I made sure even to further the process not to finish anywhere inside there. You know what I'm saying? Even with my protection, right? And that's the thing, like men, we have to be more protective of what it is that we're literally giving out there. You know what I'm saying? Like there are, there is HIV that a lot of people talk about, but one of the things that people don't really talk about a lot, even though it scares me to death, probably just as much as HIV is herpes. herpes. You cannot get rid of herpes, y'all. Like once you got herpes, you are a herpetic, a herpetic. I don't even know if that's the word, but that's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you don't want to get into a situation that you cannot get yourself out of. And that's honestly one of the things that I'm gonna make sure I'm teaching not only my son, but my daughters. Make sure that you are protected enough going into a situation that if you need to find your way out of it, you can. And it's not, you're not stuck. You know what I'm saying? Like we all make mistakes. We all, you know, fall short of situations, but you gotta make sure that you're prepared for these things. And uh, there are some women who really will try to entice you into not using a condom who will entice you into taking it to the next level. It's like, bitch, ain't no next level unless I'm ready to marry you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't want that. Like, I'm, I'm good, I'm good on that. Like, I have a life, I have goals for myself that I'm trying to accomplish. And so I think it's, it's gotta be a bigger conversation from, from older men to younger men to value ourselves as well. Just like how we try to teach women to value y'all selves and value y'all's bodies we gotta value our own bodies because honestly, one simple mistake could change the whole trajectory of your life. I wanted to um, piggyback off of just what you literally just said, like you um, valuing your bodies. Cause like, even with me, like my shit is made in a factory, you know what I'm saying? But I value that $80 dick, okay? Let me tell you something, you know what I'm saying? And guys are not really taught to do that. They just like, usually it's kind of celebrated like oh you got some oh, okay like yeah you know that's the no son like you know like all right let's talk about it like how did it make you feel like do you feel like you feeling crazy right now like did you protect yourself the conversation needs to be different than what it was before and i also wanted to piggyback off of something that you said wanna and something that you said juni earlier um one thing that you were saying is you didn't want babies um that is very true that is another reason that um, I was like not really fucking around because it was like in the sex ed class that I was able to take in middle school. One of the pictures they showed us was a picture of this lady's vagina that had herpes on it. They showed a picture of the, the vagina with the herpes and it showed a picture of the vagina with the herpes, with them trying to burn the herpes bumps off. When I tell you, I saw that shit and I was like, I knew I wasn't fucking for a reason. I knew there was a reason I didn't have not one feeling, not one itch, not one scratch to fuck nobody out ya. I knew it. It was that. And of course, like having babies, like once you have a baby, your life is over. Your life belongs to your child. Like you no longer have a life. Like you do, but the majority of your life is gonna be spent raising and loving and caring for that kid. Like you literally, every time that kid is up, that, that's you. Ain't nobody else. And if you by yourself and not in a good situation, like you gonna be dealing with that shit by yourself, especially if the other party does not want to participate in raising this particular child. Um, another thing you were saying, um, Juana, you was like, um, 
there's some people, some women that can be nymphos. But even with that, that's just scary. It's like you got underlying issues because why are you trying to jump up my legs so bad? Like, uh-uh, girl, like either you got something or you trying to give me something or you trying to do something ain't right. Because why are you all just trying to fuck up like that? Like, that's just weird. And another thing that you was talking about is straight guys that deal with gay guys and women don't know about it. We see this shit all the time in the gay community and the guy the gay guys be bragging about the shit like yeah honey i had her i had her man bent over and the, it, the, and it'd be so bad because like these ladies don't even know and some ladies be like oh well, i just want to have my gay friend just so my gay friend can tell me who can be had and when i when i say who can be had it means like who this gay man can get like in the bedroom like let's have the sex let's do this you know what i'm saying and there's a lot of women that will never know because they be so upset when niggas like I know this girl she had like three different times she said that she dated a guy thought the guy was straight and somehow she found out that the guy was not straight and to this day like she swears awful get like she hate gay guys like but girl um I'm gonna need y'all to get a little hip you know what I'm saying there, there's certain things that she, anyways I'm gonna just uh, spawn it especially like as you become parents and you you're bringing on the next generation, you got to give your kids like the real the real game, because Junie, yeah, that I, <laughs> some chicks will stick you with the baby quicker than they would damn pass you the damn bread. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they see that you you make <clears throat> you're making moves, and you got you ambitious. They're like, okay, yeah, it's your baby. I've had I've had a few. Uh, instances of that but again luckily by that time in my life i was kind of already street savvy so you kind of know what things to look for but if i hadn't been street savvy <laughs> yeah there's no telling what those outcomes could have you know how they could have affected my life in a in a real negative way so you definitely want to kind of school the people around you about okay well we all want a perfect, beautiful world of, you know, flowers and, and rainbows and all that good stuff. And that means a lot of that to go around. <laughs> but at the same time, those things are so awesome because the dark side kind of gives it that, that different perspective. So you got to you have to understand both sides of the coin to kind of appreciate the whole, you know, whole experience of life, really. So this next comment isn't really necessarily about sex itself, but um, it's really about just being aware when you're in a relationship. But for for the LGBT, you know, masculine presenting um, listeners out here, like women will do that to us too. Like they'll try to pin a baby on us. Like I actually remember talking to this girl and she was like, hey, if I get pregnant, would you take care of the baby? Bitch, are you dumb? Like, do I have nut? No, you and whoever nut and you gonna take care of that child. But there are some women who will seriously manipulate you to think like, oh, well, we together, we've been doing this for so long. Like I made one mistake and this happened. Ain't no fucking way you gonna sit here and tell me like you fucked this nigga one time and you get a whole ass pregnant, bro. Like y'all boy been having some things. Even if that not be the case, but I just want people to be aware. Like, don't let people manipulate you into being a parent before you're ready. I wanted to say, there's some scandalous bitches out here. And when you earn the right to be called a bitch, that's what you're going to be called. Um, there are some scandalous bitches out here that never had, that that had an addict for a mom or an addict for a dad, or they never saw the family dynamics that we see. 
you know, in our family. And you have to know that there are givers and there's takers there. There's, we live in a world, I always say this y'all, we live in a world of duality. And what that means is it's right, it's left, it's wrong, it's right, it's evil, it's good, it's, it's, it's left eye, right eye. It's like everything that has happy, sad, like there's always a duality. So you have to know when you're dealing with somebody, especially when it comes to sex, you really need to know who you're dealing with because you don't know behind her eyes. Y'all better watch that movie. Let me tell you something. Y'all better watch that motherfucking movie because you don't know who you dealing with. You don't know who you're dealing with. If you meet somebody, like the online dating has become, like POF is this, let's talk about sex site, okay? P I never got on POF. I don't do online dating. I feel like it's below me. But anybody who POF is trashy. First of all, POF yeah, is the trashiest. That's of the definitely day. the bottom of the barrel. If there's a barrel, gutter, no. gut barrel. Ain't no nothing, ain't nothing on POF except for bad decisions. People look at the looking like yeah, like yeah. Who 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 out here? Who want it? Who got so it? So you have to know. So you have to know when you're dealing with a girl. If it's a girl that never had nothing, and she comes up on somebody who comes from a good family, she might try to trap you. She might try to right. get you. There may be a right. girl out here that is going to rob the shit out of you because that's their scheme. You have to know that this shit exists. If you don't know that this exists, when it comes, let's talk about sex. I keep saying that sound bite. Let's talk about sex. When it comes to sex, when you talking to sex about somebody, if you are a straight person, you need to ask them, hey, have you ever been with a man? You ever been with a woman? You like threesomes? You, you, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about it. If that's what you want to do, if you want to engage in that, you need to know who you're dealing with. And if the questions, let me tell you something about being a human. As a three-year-old, I knew if I touched something and it was too hot, ooh, hot, I don't want to touch that. Even if my mama said, don't touch that. If I even touched it, I knew, oh, I ain't touching that no more. You know what I'm saying? It's the mm -hmm. same thing with life. It's the same thing just sitting across from somebody that you're trying to get to know. If your intuition is saying, ah, they lying, guess what? Yeah. They lying. They lying. They lying. If your intuition is like, oh, like if your shoulders ain't tense and you like this, you better stay like like a damn statue like I was when I was watching that kid with my mama. <laughs> you feel like, oh, this is flow. This is cool. You keep talking because eventually, like I'm telling y'all, we always are warned. We're always protected. We're always safe. We're always being looked after. So we're always in the know. Now we can ignore it. We can be like, Shh, go on now, go on. That motherfucker right. fine. I like him. Mm -hmm. I like him. Mm -hmm. I want to hear it. That's one thing. But if you are intuitive to being aligned with intention, then you're going to pay attention to what's in front of you. You're not going to ignore it. So when you talk about sex, talk about it. Like when I date guys, that's one of the questions I ask. Have you ever been with a guy? Because mm -hmm. I want to know. Even if you lying, even if you, even, even if I don't know you, something in me is going to say that motherfucker lying. You know, <laughs> I'm going to trust me over I trust anybody else. So yeah. I, think, I, I think that's super important. There is one thing that I definitely want to highlight that you just said, Wanda, like, I feel like, at the end of the day, sharing your body with someone is the most intimate thing that we can possibly do, right? And as a benchmark, if you feel uncomfortable 
saying something or asking a question to someone that you are considering performing that act with, that ain't the person. Like there should be no wall for nothing because you literally about to break down whatever walls is in there. You know what I'm saying? And so like, no, like if I'm uncomfortable asking you about your, your sexual history, if I'm uncomfortable asking you about how many men you've slept with in, you know, the past year or whatever, then you probably not my lady, you know what I'm saying? And the same thing for these women, young ladies, if you are uncomfortable asking the man or the woman about their sexual history, about who they've done what with, then you don't need to be going down that path with them because it's telling you, that's your spirit, that's your soul telling you that, hold on, you need to pump the brakes on this situation. Go ahead, Simone. And you'll know, you will know, you will know, you will know. Just like how you were saying one is like, oh yeah, but mm -mm, I'm trying to ignore these signs. I like that person. I'm telling you, that shit will bite you in your ass. It's not worth it. It's really not worth it. I'm, I'm just telling you from experience, it's not worth it. Like dead ass. It's like people will tell me like about this particular situation. People will tell me like, mm, I don't know. She just had to deal with, uh, and I'm like, no, nah, I ain't like that. No, bitches will fuck you and then fuck a nigga the next day and then fuck you the same day. Like they just, a lot of women don't care, bro. Like for real. And again, you will know. I knew. I knew, but I was I was afraid to ask because it was like I won't get in her business too much. But I was ready to get in them draws. Like, come on, she now. about to get in your business. Yeah, mm. the Bible said don't go chasing waterfalls. Come on now, up in here, somebody. Ain't no Bible first thing. <laughs> no Bible first thing saying that. Okay, no Bible first. Rivers no. and the lakes that we used to. <laughs> I know no that Bible. you're gonna. Somebody, but nothing at all. But I think you're moving too fast. Come on, mm. now, Barbara. <laughs> Prevention and all that good stuff. But I also think we need to talk about the adverse side. And I know we're kind of running out of time, but I think we need to talk about the adverse side. And I think Kendra can talk about, you know, like he feels like there's no monogamous. There's no monogamy. Yeah, I don't think that's natural. Okay, so everyone, so everyone says like God doesn't make any mistakes, right? So let's say you find your soulmate. So do you not instantly not want anybody else? Okay. Then, so I think then you'd be kind of satisfied, right? I, I think the way it is, I think it, it, it's really mind over matter with that. Because, I mean, as a married man, like, of course, you're going to look and you're going to see some stuff that walk past you. <laughs> and it's like, yo, like, all right now. But I think you have to have enough integrity knowing that you may a commitment to this one person and that you're currently right. in that commitment but literally that's the only thing stopping you, you know what Absolutely. i'm saying like married men cheat all the time you know what i'm saying like married women cheat all the time literally if you do not have integrity enough to adhere yourself to the commitment that you made yeah there's nothing genetically that's stopping you from sleeping with whomever you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? It's not like your, your dick shut down. Once you, you know, <laughs> exactly. And you know, but unfortunately, I think a lot of people think that's what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes down to it, like, okay, especially in my experience and conversation with a whole bunch of different people from all walks of life, really. Like the guys who women want, <laughs> who've always been kind of used to having women that settle down in a lot of cases. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, he's going to stop being a man. 
because now he's with me. Now, it's like you said, Junior, if you actually sign the paperwork and decide that this is what you want to do, I understand. But that doesn't make it natural. <laughs> that means it makes it a commitment that you made despite your nature to fulfill whatever that, you know, you wanted to, to do in the relationship. But like it's natural, right. yeah, you, you can't, I thought, I never thought it was natural, actually. Even going into marriage, I was like, this, this is probably something. Did you ever cheat on your wife? No. And, so that, and, that and that's why I didn't stay. That means that you were committed to the contract. Right. Yeah, exactly. he was, but the contract didn't. The contract didn't begin when humanity began. I think that's what Kendrick is getting at. Like, right. it's not a natural thing. Like, the natural thing is like, yeah, you're you're led to procreate, but literally, contracts are something that a man or yeah, a man because patriarchy th- created. You know what I'm saying? Like, a marriage is something that a man when they decided, like, oh, we gonna bind these two people together. It it isn't natural, really. I think that's kind of business too. I think that's what a business. I mean, let's 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 research. Let's research marriage. Marriage was basically a transfer of property. A man with a daughter, and you got a nice cow and some land over there. Like, yeah, let me (laughs) let you get this daughter, (laughs) get your son together, and then we're going to combine. So, it's always been like that. And that's also another reason why I I particularly believe in gay marriage, because it's about the two people and the legalities of it all. Like if you have a lesbian partnership or a homosexual partnership that's been together for 10, 20 years, you mean to tell me if my partner gets sick, I can't go into the hospital to see them. Or if my partner dies, I can't be uh, I can't be contractually bound to all of the things that we built together. You know what I'm saying? Like marriages, like people try to make this whole big thing about spirituality in marriage but marriage is very much a business deal and i feel like it should be open to any and everybody but that monogamy aspect it's i i I agree with you kendrick i must say this for women like so so you guys think women don't see finance i I, I don't think it's i don't think it's just for men that's i'm saying monogamy period but i'm telling you how women deal with it and i am a 40 year old woman so i've lived through 10 decades Mm-hmm. And I've been around all different types. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I- uh-uh, uh-uh, Cause I gotta pause you here. Cause I'm not about to have these people writing into us. Tawana, you just said you lived through 10 decades. <laughs> so I'm you sorry, know 10 four. decades. <laughs> four. <laughs> four, ten, four, 10 years. Y'all know what the hell I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hell. <laughs> that girl said 10 decades. Y'all know I'm auntie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am. But for real, though, I lived through four different decades. My bad. Thank you, Judy, for correcting me. But what I'm saying is women, the way, and, and I, Tyler Perry has actually been like kind of alluded to this in some of his movies, but Women, what they do to get their rocks off is if 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 they want to de- if they want to deal with somebody else while they're having sex with their spouse or their mate, they imagine in their mind that they are <laughs> dealing with that guy 
and what they would do to put it on them and stuff like like women have very crafty ways yeah, that was, with lust that was probably back in the 60s today they hit the dm and he's he's coming to do that what she's yeah, thinking about fine. so but stop the playing girls, the good, the <laughs> they cheat that's true but the good, good girls role play the good girls are creative with keeping their man empty and full you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. like you have to you have to think of so like, is that a bad thing what's a bad thing i don't know if, if if fantasy is is a bad thing i don't know if fantasy is a bad thing but i think role playing and thinking outside the box and doing things with <laughs> your mate like going to the strip club or like doing something that's really risky and fun to the man that he may feel like oh i can't do with my wife like i want my man to always feel like you can explore your sexual nature as long as you stay within, you know, I don't want him to think that he can just sleep with anybody, but I want him to feel like, I don't want him to feel restricted because if he feels restricted, he might feel like he got to go out here and experiment when we can do all of that together. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think, I think it's important for you and your spouse, once y'all are married or once y'all get to the level of being comfortable sexually, I think that you guys should definitely do things outside of the box to keep the marriage young and fresh and not dull and stale in a dry fuck. Nobody yeah. wants to be, oh, it's um, go to work, take the kids to bed, feed the kids, go to bed, fuck, and then next day do the same thing. That shit is old and tired. And I don't <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go get that missionary tonight, baby. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, let's get this done real quick. I gotta fold these clothes. Did y'all like, see that um Excel sheet that this man created about how many times his wife denied him? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. No. So, no. women are they yeah. divorced? Listen. So. It was in 2014. He kept an Excel sheet of, oh, she denied me. She said she's gross. She's watching a show. Don't touch me. I've just worked out. No, I don't want to have sex. And out of those like 30 days, he might have had sex with his wife three days. I'm like, who is his wife? Wow. She is not fucking him. Sorry, she is girl. somebody you else. Um on his bed and get this pink plastic. Damn. <laughs> you talking about some three times out of 30 days. Now I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not one I'm not one that's super crazy for like I'm not sex crazed. Like I, I mean, I can literally go a long time without it too, but I mean, if we're in a relationship, girl, you better drop some fucking draws, girl. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I saw, like, I mean, I think, again, talk to him. When, you, when you're married, you hang around married people. So when I was married, the story is pretty consistent across the board. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with yeah. guys. It's like then you get that cooch on every other Tuesday, <laughs> you know, or if she's mad at you, you're not having sex. And the thing is, you got to stop it. You got to stop. Hold it Seriously, up man. When it comes to when you mad at him, that's the easiest way for him to cheat on your ass. I'm telling Boy, you, I ain't giving you none and turn your back. Don't he's scared, trying, he's scared of trying to poke from the back. Uh uh, no. Uh uh, you better stop that. <laughs> you mm -hmm. better no Listen. for real. That's the proof. Like, Listen. you cannot hey, stop playing with because you got to think about it. If it's a man has yeah. chosen you and that's one of his, his needs, we're visual. We're definitely physical as men, but with, with women. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. if, if you if you if you shutting that down, you asking for problems. It, it's stressing the relationship. It is. I mean, sex is, a, is. is is a third of what a marriage should be. You know what I'm saying? It like, if you are withholding that, yeah, seriously. 
there's there's oh, oxy, oxytocin. What is that called? Uh, you right you'll see. You no. It's you. It says dopamine. It, what is it called? Dopamine. Dopamine. Once the dopamine is released, ain't no coming back from that, boo. Yeah. So I have a question. Because sex is one third of a marriage, do men marry women with the best sex? Do okay. women? Do that lesbians get with the girl with the best sex? For them? Now I feel I feel like that's negotiable, right? Because a lot of sex can be taught. You know what I'm saying? Like if the woman is open to growing and developing, you know what I'm saying? She might not ride the best dick. You know what I'm saying? But you can <laughs> teach her how to ride better dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause some of the times the girl who could ride the best dick might not necessarily be looking for your ass cause she riding the best dick all around town. Right. You know so that's the, there's a component there that sometimes it doesn't end up that way. But you know, I feel like I don't feel, however, like a man will go into a relationship with bad sex. I feel like women will. You know what I'm saying? Like I was gonna say can, that. Yeah, women can be like, oh no, like it's okay. Like, you know, I love him. He does that, that, that. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna find a man who finds himself committed to a woman that he considers has bad sex. Cause it's not happening. We're not doing that. that. I gotta speak on that. I gotta speak on that. I'm not married, never been married, but um I I use my relationships as of course like stepping stones to marriage. Like if we get in a relationship bitch we better be getting married or something like you know what i'm saying like because a relationship is a lot a relationship is like a pre like a sequel not really sequel like a i guess a pre-show for the marriage you know what i'm saying at least for me preface. um preface a preface that's where a forward a forward that's the word i was looking for okay all right okay i heard you the first time motherfuckers all right so i i feel like I feel like, you know what I'm saying, if your shit bad in the beginning, that's going to weigh heavy on my mind. But as you were saying, Junie, some of those things can possibly be taught. Now, some people, they may or may not be willing to learn because I have, I've had some shit. I've had some bad <laughs> And I, my thing was, is I still kept dealing with the person because the, the person was pretty. I um I was dealing with her still for out of just out of familiarity and she's been pretty, you know what I'm saying? And out of familiarity pretty twice. reasons. And I, in my head, I was like, well, maybe it'll get better. The next time it did not get better. And not only that, there were other things that was just contributing to me saying, Okay, like this will never get to a relationship. I'm wasting my time, like your head is trash, like this this is over. So how long so, is how long is does it take to you to cut bait after a situation like that? Um. Well, see, back then, because I really don't feel like I really love myself back then enough to say like, okay, you you can say what you do and what you don't want. So for that particular situation, I still hung on for a little while. But honestly, what what killed it was one of my deal breakers which is like if you come talking about you gonna got pregnant by somebody nigga that shit dead like we ain't got shit else to talk about whether we was 
dating casually or something like that i just know somebody slid up in you and nut up in you and that shit is dead like we have no communication like old girl did try to hit me up a couple months ago but this was after i had already gained some like i'm i'm seriously um serious about loving myself and i'm not about to go backwards to nothing so like i said when she hit me up i'm like ah you know it's nice nice talking to you but it ain't shit ain't you know you could tell i was being super short but you know you gotta you also gotta love yourself you you know enough to be like all right this is something i i can i can get jiggy with or this ain't something that's for me and it's okay that's all right that person may have their feelings hurt that person may be crushed but you gotta love yourself enough to be like all right yeah the same no 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 no. So will we all agree to say that men choose good sex to um, wife up? I mean, yeah. you, you look at it, that's that's just like one one part because yeah. I think is it is it is it a major like these ladies want to know these single is it a major 40, factor? These single forty year old lonely women want to know. Yeah, Wanda, you gotta bust that thing open if you're trying to make it to phase two. <laughs> exactly, you don't get to phase two. <laughs> no, but for real, the women want to know. Like a lot of women, they feel like, and we're gonna wrap this conversation up. We have gone over 15 minutes, but a lot of women. I think some of the questions that we're going to summarize this up, I just want y'all to give a quick answer. I'm going to do, do three questions for each and every one of us. So whoever want to answer first can answer first. So do men or lesbian women marry the woman that has the best sex? Yes or no? No. 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 It's more to the, it's more to it than that because you really can't be taught how to do the right thing when it comes to sex. And yeah. what if your sex is good but you don't clean up the house? You don't know how to cook. Right. You don't know how to. Listen. Yeah. And the most the most important thing to me is the fact that you're not pleasant to be around for long for long periods of time. Yeah. Like you got an yeah. attitude or you're just not happy in your own space. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't care listen. who you are, you're not you're not fucking all day. So you got to be with this person the other parts of the day where y'all ain't right. Exactly. Exactly. Next question, number two. So is it safe to say that there isn't a time limit when it comes to sex when it for a man and a, a woman for a respect level? Like, is there a certain amount of time? Um, like what, what is that about? Like, let's, let's talk about that real quick. Like, um, a lot of, and they read Steve Harvey's how to be, how to think like a man. Oh, you need to wait 69 days. Well, and some of these bitches waited 69 days and still got cheated on and left. Okay, yeah. No. Just and I mean, even Just from a, even from a women's perspective, they probably got some trash dick after that, after that 60 to 90 days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like for an emotionally involved adult male, that shit don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, respect isn't necessarily gained or lost in the bedroom. Respect is gained everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? How you carry yourself. Are you, if, if I'm the one that's fucking you, are you, like, throwing yourself at niggas in my presence? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if, if that's the, no, I don't respect you then. But if you make me feel like, oh, I just lucked up by, you know, catching her that 
within that 36 hours of when we met or whatnot, then yeah, it's fine because then that's an emotional connection. That's the love that we look for. That's the bond that we look for. And I, that's that's it. So for you're not gonna call her a hoe. You you're not gonna no, call a girl a hoe if you met her in three days and she decides to have sex with you. Nah, nah. nah I'm too grown for I, that. I can I can be honest about this. The simple fact that I'm not even having any relationship thoughts about you until I smash. What do you say? Until that's we have like I'm not even. <laughs> until he hit it. I'm not even. About about you're not even getting considered. You're not even wow. getting considered. Y'all hear that, ladies? Y'all hear these niggas on their damn podcast. I'm going to have to agree with Dooney. Nah, it's, not, it's not really about that. Because, like, even if we do smash on the first day, it's, uh, apparently, I must have vibe with you and vice versa. And right. I'm about to even get to this space. You know what I'm saying? Like, there got to be some type of connection. I'm not just about to fuck you just because you look good. I might flirt or some shit, but... No, no. It sounds like a lot of maturity. The, the, Go ahead, Junie. The, yeah. the disciple in the Bible, Andre, said, <laughs> I hope she don't think that I think she's a hoe. It's just that she know, I know she know what she want out of life. Come on, somebody <laughs> up in here. Amen, amen, brother. Who the fuck is Andre? Anyway, okay. Three stacks. I know. I know. know. I'll just play it. Okay. So, last question before we round it out and then talk about our next subject um, next time we get online. So, lovemaking versus fucking. What's the difference? There's a the energy. There's an emotional connection. There's an there's an emotional connection with love making. Fuck, fucking. You get the pl- you get the plastic. You get the plastic for the um, for the fucking, Okay. Uh-huh. Like what? But but love making. Oh, I taking all my clothes off. I ain't even keep my sports bra. On. Like, <laughs> coming off. Me. Everything coming off. Baby. Like yeah. He was I love you. <laughs> Many <laughs> out. <laughs> relationship both are necessary you do got to make love but you do got to fuck sometimes too because honestly yeah. if you only provide love making within that relationship if it's all like that nigga gonna look for some fucking out there in the street yeah. you know what i'm saying so like yeah. it's got to be a combination of both but there is a difference like love making might get you that baby you know what I'm saying? Whereas the fucking going, right. you know, get 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 them to stay. Okay. Well, ain't no babies over here, bro. Ain't no babies over here, guys. Listen, <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I agree with. with but no, that soul tie thing, yeah, we we got that definitely. So like that love that love making definitely gonna throw that soul tie. I'm telling you, the same person I'm talking about, the soul tie. I can I don't know what the, the what the cause of it this was, but we like going ham and i just remember my our ears popping both our ears popping i'm like what the fuck going on in the world like where that where they do that at? how that happened wait y'all i feel like i'd be remiss if i ain't share this quick story before tawana you round us out right so we've been talking about soul ties and everything like that y'all better believe it's breath ties too because <laughs> i was living out of the country 
and I had dealt with this girl after the club. I brought her back to my spot, right? And then we was like making out, like getting hot and heavy. And I'm like, damn, this bitch breath smells like smells so bad. Like, what the hell is this thing that I'm smelling? Don't you know for the next, and, and that was the end of it. Like I ain't even hit, like, because that thing turned me off so bad. Don't you know for the next three days, I didn't know why my breath stunk so bad. But it's oh, because no. that bitch tied her damn thing. <laughs> and I had I had to search long and hard and far and wide to get rid of that stench on my breath, y'all. You protecting down there, but you got to protect up here. You protect your mouth, protect your neck. <laughs> Did she kiss your neck? Listen, <laughs> she must have kissed your neck, and you kept smelling it. I'm glad. I'm glad she didn't. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the fuck she out there eating. But guess what? Mm, y'all. It might not be having a regular uh, bowel movement. Like, it might not be. Kendrick accidentally left. He'll probably jump back in. But <laughs> that Kendrick was funny. There he go. There he go. <laughs> you left for a second. But no, for real. That was super, super funny. So... Yeah, so we wanted to talk about sex today, guys, because we do believe that um, the talk should be had. It, it, it should not be taboo. It should not be, you should not be afraid to talk to your kids, especially about sex, especially because uh, molestation and pedophiles are out here, you know, point blank period. And sometimes it can be very well in the church or in your family. Like this shit is real. Um, understand that you know, the earlier you have a conversation with your child about being comfortable about who they are and their sexuality, it'll be easier for you to decipher between who you should let around your child or who you should be around your child. Um, as far as grownups and having sex, you need to be open with having a conversation with that person. If you are considering this person to date and also have sex with, you need to make sure that you ask questions and Y'all need to have an open line of communication. It is so important to be honest when it comes. Now, y'all know everybody not going to be honest, but attempt to do that and listen to your intuition. I think that's the biggest, um, the biggest thing we learn. And as women, um, taking it a step further into the mature um, conversation of people being in relationships and stuff, and women my age especially, and people like it, like we're in our what, 30, 30s and 40s, like we want Late to, 20s. Like we were not supposed to be on this earth by ourselves. Some people believe that and believe that until they find that right person, their person, you know, they gonna do what they do. I ain't mad at you, Kendrick. We want companionship and some of us actually wanna be with a partner that understands that we both need to grow to the next level as far as mentally, um, physically, emotionally, business-wise, like, that's what you should be looking for or whatever. Soul ties are important. So know that when you open yourself up to somebody and you allow somebody to enter you and you enter that person that you are literally, especially if you raw dogging a girl or letting somebody, you know, have sex with you without any protection, you don't know what kind of, you don't know what they got going on. So you might just mm -hmm. tick one day and you're like, what the hell I come from? You let that person <laughs> <laughs> so we have fun with that conversation would y'all say hey cousins we have fun so what's yes, up next what's up next? what's up next what's our next conversation y'all don't think about uh what goes on in this house because we kind of touched on it a little bit like in some of our previous conversations how about um what goes on in this house aka 
preparing your children for adulthood. I think that'll be a great segue. So thank you guys for listening. All of our contact information is all around, all around us somewhere below to the side somewhere. Um, and we'll see y'all next time. Hey cousins. Hey, hey cousins. Hey.